strength. Indeed, Lord, you are more than enough for us. You are a joy, you are a peace, you are a hope. You are a strength. Amazing is you.
morning. I want to um, thank you so very much for giving me the uh, honor of being here, and I thank Pastor Johnson so much to have me come to Greater Harvest once again. I'm so pleased. I'd like you to bow your heads with me for a moment. We have so much to ask God for. First, we need to thank you, Father, for giving us this day waking us up this morning, letting us come to the house of prayer. We, we thank you so much because you didn't have to do it. There's people all around us that did not make it this morning, but you saw fit for us. Father, we ask for your continued blessing of the church, the Greater Harvest Church. We ask that you help the church build and grow. It's much needed in this community, Father. We need you to manifest your blessings from door to door. To bring people here, let them know where the blessings come from, the house of God. Bless our nation. It is having turmoil. Bless the world. It is in trouble. But, Father, we know that someday, someday, your son will come and ease the burden. So thank you, Father. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for continuing to love and care for us. We ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I, I won't, uh, as usual, I'm, I'm not a very long-winded preacher, but I do have some things that have been keeping me awake at think that Pastor Johnson realized that and wanted to give me a chance to get it off of an old man's chest. When you get a certain age, you can't hold a lot of things. So he's given me an opportunity. So I, I, I was uh, putting together in my mind a, a, a topic that from all the things that I see happening, should we be looking for Jesus? Because the scripture tells us that at a certain time, he's coming. He's coming back. And with all the turmoil that we're seeing right today, I am saying that should we be looking for Jesus? And I, I got my inspiration from Isaiah 1, 4 through 9. I'm going to read that to you right quick here. It says here, A sinful nation, a people loaded with guilt, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. They have forsaken the Lord, they have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your feet to the top of your head, there is no soundness. Only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. Your country is desolate. Your cities burn with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before you, laid waste as when overthrown by strangers. 
the daughter of Zion is left like a shelter in the vineyard, like a hut in a field of melons, like a city under siege. Unless the Lord Almighty has left us some survivors, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. God rest, bless the reading of the word. I, uh, that, that came to me as I was beginning to put together uh, the, the brief message I have today. As I look around to see what's going on, as our world has never witnessed more confused and turbulent times than at present. There is a depression, trouble, and grief everywhere. There is a lack of confidence, a lack of trust, a lack of security everywhere. There is no exaggeration of the predicament in which we seem to find ourselves. I, I, I wonder, said, well, you, you wonder what are you talking about? Well, I've noticed, maybe you haven't noticed, that people on the street now drive 60 and 70 miles an hour now, and they cut off each other. And you notice how you read more, more people are getting run over at bus stops and crosswalks and so forth. You, you look at people are carrying guns and weapons and, and they're voting so we can carry guns, weapons that kill people. We seem to have more time to, to vote and discuss those issues than things that save the lives of people and, and relieve the suffering of people. It, it, it seems like everywhere around us there's anger and, 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 and it's getting hard to show love. You don't see it much anymore. And, and, and I guess with the pandemic, when, which is going all over, we, we don't embrace much anymore. We don't hug. I, mean, I don't see the smile on your face. So those things that God had given us that ease the pain, that gives us some encouragement, we don't see much anymore. It, it makes me wonder, is, is time coming? Is, is he getting ready to come? We are standing at the door of a bright, new, glorious era when peace and goodwill shall reign supreme over strife and hatred. You see, what, what, what he's trying to tell us is that in the scripture says, in the midst of all of this, when he comes, all of that pain and suffering will go away and, be, and things will come back to where love comes back in because he will come back for his people. Now, now what the key is, you want to be his people. Because when he comes back for his people, those who are not his people, he is going to send away. We are finding ourselves seeking knowledge of the future, but are fearful of the consequences. It was reported once in, uh, out of 7,000, excuse me, 1,750 newspapers in the United States, 120 1,020, excuse me, of these papers are printing about astrology and all kinds of other things. You've seen the paper. They talk about every single thing except God. They're trying to get people's mind eased in all kinds of different directions, but no one, hardly in the public now, in our political leadership, are talking about God and what God has asked us to do in peace and love and kindness and caring for one another. I, that's, that's what makes me wonder about the times. Is, are the times here where, where, where we can really feel 
that Jesus is coming back because we're almost out of control. We almost can't handle it anymore. We're willing to follow anyone except our Lord Jesus Christ. We have all kinds of people that, that are leaders and, and, and so forth, and we vote all kinds of persons in office, and we find out when they're in, they're just as inept as, as, it, as the person they replace. Because unless Jesus is the center, unless the teachings of Jesus Christ are the center, it doesn't make any difference who is in office or who is in place. Because a leader, effective leader, has to be a leader who believes truly in the word of Jesus Christ, the word of God, who believes in loving all and caring for people. At all times, we are remiss in following the word of God. We are not following the Lord's teachings. We do not seem to understand that God has fixed a day sometime in the future which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and that is Jesus Christ. You see, I, I think what's happened, because we, we now believe so much in science. We, we, we have all these colleges, and I'm, I'm a college graduate myself, but we have all these people that know so much about all the sciences and everything, we forget about the word of God. And so we have a tendency to believe man's predictions rather than what God has told us. And we're going to have to, if we're going to save ourselves, return back to putting Jesus Christ as the center of our lives. Now, there's going to be some criticism for that. If you, I don't know if you've noticed that when a person says, I'm truly a believer in Christ, we used to call us holy rollers. I, I don't know, maybe you're too young to remember what a holy roller was. That person would jump up and t speak in tongues and, and praise God any place, in a, in a store, in a market, any place, praise God and, 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 and would be happy to praise God. But, but now we're, we're, we're so intellectual and, and we're so scientific that, that we're even beginning to doubt, well, is there really a God? Are you sure? We can't let them turn us back to that. we got to stay true to what Bishop Mason and the others brought into our lives. we got to trace true to the Holy Spirit. Yes, we worship God. Yes, we're sanctified. Yes, we dance and we praise God's name, and we're happy for it. Some of us would not dare miss a special service for our lodge, our fraternity, or our organizations. But yet we don't come to communion when it's time. We don't come to prayer service when it's time. I'm looking right now. We got a, we, right, right today, when I look at the, what we what members of the, come to church today, if it was a baseball game, the bleachers would be full. On my way driving in here, I saw people at the park playing tennis, and I saw people in little baseball uniforms with their children coming out at 9 in the morning, 7 in the morning, to play baseball, but they didn't have them on their way to church to understand about Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and how Jesus teaches love, how he brings people together. They're out playing now. They're right there right now while you're in church worshiping God. That shows you how serious times are right now. We have pulled away. Away. Who, it says here in the scripture, 1 John 3, uh, the third verse, uh, third uh, chapter, fourth verse, it says, 
whosoever committeth sin transgress against the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And it used to be a sin to not go to church on Sunday, a sin to work on Sunday, a sin to do anything before you praise God. And now it's become an everyday event. We are becoming the exception rather than the general rule. And, and, and when I look around, it, it, it doesn't seem to make any difference what ethnicity you are. Because African Americans are not coming to church just as much as any other ethnic group. And if anyone should be coming and thanking God and saying, God, we need to reunite. God, we need your strength. God, we need your power. Things are getting hard. It should be our people. And we're not doing it yet. He that cometh, committeth sin, is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We have people right now walking with guns and, 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 and all kinds of weapons. We have people walking the streets. We have people walking in our nation's capital with things of that nature. And we have leaders defending them to show you how difficult times are and how much and how strong we need to come together in Jesus Christ and unite in the love of God and to protect each other and ask God for his covering. It is hard for us to admit we are not free because of the chains that bind us, the invisible chains. I, I know I might not be speaking to anyone here. Sometime I'd be speaking to just to myself because, you see, I have the trouble also. I have to continually be in prayer, ask God, to God, free me, Father. I begin to slip again. Bring me back, Father. I don't want to slip anymore. Bring me back, Father. Sometime I start thinking about material things instead of thinking about the godly things. And instead of me complaining, I'm just thinking today, I says, you know, we don't have as many in church as we, as we should have. And, 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 and so instead of me complaining about people not coming, maybe, Brother Wood, you need to get out and start knocking on doors again, like you did back in the old days. Uh, start knocking on doors. Maybe you need to have some sidewalk service like you did in the old days. Maybe we need to start calling folks like we did in the old days, not just wait and rely on them to come. Maybe God wants us to be active servants and recruiters for Christ. Those are things to think about. I had to think about. When a man or a woman comes face to face with his or her conditions, both are likely to find themselves very much alone. Today, I believe that most of us, many of us, are finding ourselves very much alone. We don't feel vibrant. We don't feel that, that, that there's a lot of people that care about us. And that's why we're going to have to unite as a church. We're going to have to come back and, and, and let a person know, you know, no matter what they feel about me out there, I can go to that building over there on Olive Greater Harvest and a whole bunch of folk love me. Even when my, my tears are out in the street, I can come back and, and someone was there to help dry my tears and someone is there to, to hold my hand. Someone is there to tell me it's going to be all right. We have to begin to think about this thing in a very, in, in a very open and, 
and public and very serious way. We're, we're sort of taking things a little bit casually. We can no longer wait to Sunday to worship God. We have to do it Monday through Sunday. We have to get in our, on our prayer knees and, and, and start talking to God and start connecting with God and start really building for God. We've become a little callous. I, I notice how people recruit for, for, for every other thing except for church. I, I notice how things seem to people go out and, and do all kind of extra things. And it's nice. To, to, to feed people food. It's nice to give people clothing, but it's also nice to give people the word of God because that's going to take them further than anything that we can possibly give them. We should look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's what he did for us. He sacrificed his life for us so that we might have an opportunity for the tree of life. And we sort of look like we've kind of taken a little bit for granted now. I, I, I know I did, and, and, and I just started becoming aware. It's just, but it's, it's, Brother Wood, you're 81 years old. You better get, 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 this, get this together because you don't have a whole lot of days to, to talk about. So I said to myself, I said, well, then what I'm going to do, Father, since you have blessed me, since you've forgiven me for all the things that I have done, then I'm going to dedicate the remaining days that, that you've given me to telling people what a wonderful God you are and how necessary it is for us to unite and come back to Jesus. And that's where we are today. I noticed that, that many times we, we, we want to we wanna modify the word. We, we, we call it uh, uh, religious groups of people and people of, 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 of faith and all of that. And we want to acknowledge all things and we're sometimes ashamed of saying Jesus Christ because we're afraid we're going to offend someone else. Well, if I'm going to offend you by saying I love and admire and I respect and I worship Jesus Christ, then you're going to be offended. Because I'm, 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 that's where I'm going to concentrate my efforts and concentrate my life. And that's what we have to do. There's enough of us here right now to change the city. There's enough of us here right now to impact the world. Because if we give God just a little bit, if we give Jesus Christ a little bit of effort, he will manifest himself and he will give us triple of what we have so that we can do the will of God and make things. In a world like this, when the affections of people vacillate from hot to cold, it's funny. We, we get caught in the middle. We, we, we don't know how to react and where to go. I'm, I'm reading a book right now. It's written by a a, a Caucasian woman who is talking about racism from a Caucasian's perspective. First time I've ever read a book like this. And she herself is talking about that the same thing that they tell us in the scripture that we learn, before you look at other people, look at yourself. She's not 
being received very well. But, but it looks like God is beginning to, 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 to manifest the truth all over. Everyone is going to get a taste of the truth. And God's people are going to be delivering the truth. I, I'm, I'm giving you a warning right now. It's not going to be easy. And, you, and, and, and you're going to catch a lot of frowns. You're going to be more frowns than you will smiles. But the smile will come from Jesus Christ, and that's the most important smile you can ever have. We need to let people know that not all of mankind is lost. How well we remember that the prodigal son was lost when he strayed away from home. You remember that in the scripture. He was then in servitude. He was in bondage of sin. Sin, the bondage. When he came to himself at the hog pen, when he left his family and lost everything and, and was down in the dump. He was in a solitude. But the scripture try, gives us this, this story because they don't want us to be discouraged because a lot of us have been down in the dumps. He said when he came, when, he, when his father saw him, he ran out and grabbed him and hugged him and brought him back home. Jesus Christ hugging us, bringing us back home. Many of us have been brought back home because we serve a forgiving and loving God. We have to know that. As we walk down the street, we see people sometimes with no shoes. We see mothers with signs, children with We have to open our hearts to them. We have to not look down. We have to look at them and, and praise God and try to help God and try to help people. This is the time to show the teachings of Jesus Christ that we've had in our lives. This is our time. The tougher it gets, the better it is for God's people. This is when we shine. This is when we show everybody what power our Lord and Savior has. I, I know that I, I was looking at what I prepared, and, and when, when Pastor Johnson honored me by asking, by letting me speak, I had prepared, but it's, it's funny, I've learned that, I guess, a long time being in Koji. Sometimes what you prepare is what comes to you at the time when you're going to say it. Because what he was telling me, he said, I, they have Bibles, they can read the scripture. But, but I want you to tell them that we got to get up and start moving. They have to get up and start using the teachings of Jesus Christ into action. Begin to carry it to the streets. Begin to carry it to different houses. Begin to carry it throughout the church. And that's what was on my mind. And, and that's why I couldn't follow what I had prepared. Because right now, we, we must unite. We must close ranks. I, I, I realize that I'm, I'm thinking about Satan. He even has it now where we, we have this social distancing. I wonder what Jesus Christ, if he was here with us, would say about it. I think he would say, God's people, those who are my people, you come together because I am protecting you. Yes, I sent you the, the virus. Uh, the, I mean, I sent you the, 
the, the, the vaccine so that you can be able, because I want you to be together, united in me, because I am about ready to come back and judge this earth. Those are the things I want you to think about. I, 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 I want us to obey social rules, but I want you to understand Jesus Christ, his people, are separate from the world. What the world does, what the world believes, not necessarily is what Jesus Christ people believe. Jesus will send the guidance that we need. Jesus will send the, the, the care that we need. We must come together. We must restore our love for each other. Our, we must also be the kind of people that will be accepting of people who are suffering. These are the things that... that, that that came and I I I, I had to I have to apologize to Pastor Johnson because I, I thought I had a, 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 a collegiate level sermon prepared, but you see sometimes college isn't well. You need to come out of your heart and your spirit and your soul, and that says we got to come out for love because we are in trouble. We need to unite in each other. That Jesus Christ is our guide, and we need to move forward into those streets in that world and start bringing people to Christ or at least letting them hear about Christ so that no one can say, I never knew. That's what's important. And, and last thing I, I'm, I'm going to have before I close is that the, the, the thing that the church is going to have to do and open up, we have a lot of brothers and sisters who are coming home. They're, they're coming home. Some had done some offenses that, 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 that sent them away. And, but, but we need to understand what, what the offenses that our brothers and sisters have, have committed when others committed it, they got a far more, our people got a far more severe punishment than others. And, 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 and it's been devastating. But as they come home, we have to be ready to receive them. And they must be received with love and understanding and given hope and given care. We must be ready to do all we can to make their lives better, men and women. And there's no better place than God's house, God's church, God's congregation, than to make people feel worth, better, cared for. True love is found in the house of God. God's house is the place where when you walk in sometime you can just feel differently because we serve a mighty and loving God. I care about each and every one of you. I appreciate each and everything that you've done. And now I'm asking for us to unite, come together, and take this love outside those doors and bring people back into God's house. The message that I remember we used to do at the church after we would talk with we'd look at each other we sing Jesus loves you this I know for the Bible tells me so little ones are here below 
We are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. He loved you. He loved you so much. He gave his life for you. He went before the Father to plead for you. And now he's coming back to gather you bring you home. Father, we thank you so very much for the love you've given us. You are a mighty and wonderful God. The sacrifices you make, the patience that you show. Oh, Father, we, we sometimes we know we're not deserving, but you're still there for us. Father, we ask you now to please bless us, but Please bless our children. They're being left sometimes without care. They're being put in discouraging situations. Bless them, Father. And Father, bless the mothers. Sometimes she's placed in a situation and, and she has no resources. She doesn't have help, Father. Bless her. And father the fathers. We live in a society that discourages them and moves them around and sends them away. And, and, and sometimes they don't know where to find a friend. Be their true friend, Father. Unite us all and bring them home. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. I know that we have we're, we're technology, we're wonderful. And, and, but I just want to know, is there any old Koji folk that want to, can you hold a hand or can you come up and touch somebody? Is, 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 is there any, anything we feel? You heard the song, Old Time Religion? We need it sometimes. I'm going to ask for a favor. Would you promise when you leave here today that you at least talk to this week five people and ask them to come to church next Sunday with you? Just five. Now, you may get turned down four times or you may get turned down five, but just do it for me, please. That you just, if they just come and join you. Just send them to service. Can you do that? And watch what God does. Watch what God does. 